Hey there, SLP. You are listening to this podcast, so I know that you love to listen to podcasts. And if that is the case, then I know that you are going to love my secret private podcast, Secondary Secrets for SLPs. It's six short episodes that will have you walking away feeling refreshed and inspired and ready to take on those challenging secondary speech students. So if you work with grades four through 12 and are in a planning rut or wanting some fresh new ideas to keep your students motivated, make sure you head to speechtimefun.com slash secondary secrets. You are not going to find this podcast in your iTunes podcast search browser. You can only get access by going to that link. So head to it now. It is six short episodes that you can listen to it in under an hour, like totally Netflix binge-worthy. I made this just for you, and I know you are going to love it. SLPs have been telling me already that it has changed their way for working with their older speech students. So head on over, again, to speechtimefund.com slash secondarysecrets, or use the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Now let's head on to this week's episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You are listening to SLP Coffee Talk. I am your host, Hallie Sherman, and I am a licensed speech-language pathologist who is in the trenches working full-time in a public school in New York. I am the author of the blog and Teachers Pay Teachers store, Speech Time Fun, where I love helping other SLPs conquer the overwhelm and get back hours spent on prepping activities. I am here to help you be the best SLP you can be and have fun while doing it. Just like your morning cup of coffee, this podcast is just what you need to start the day or week. Let's jump into today's Coffee Talk. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. Are you wondering what virtual tools you can use virtually or in person to maybe be contactless or to just incorporate a little bit more technology into your therapy room? I am so excited to share with you my five favorite tools that I used all last year when I was in person and when I taught about a quarter of my caseload virtually. So back last school year, my district was in person the entire time. Every once in a while, we had a few blips where we went virtual, were quarantined, but we were in person. However, we did offer a virtual option to those that were not ready to come back to the school. So I really wanted to make my planning easier by planning for those virtually and in person by really using the same materials. It didn't make sense to be planning separately when if they were in person, I would be using as many of the same materials as possible. And that is why I'm sharing with you my favorite virtual tools so you can use them in person as well. So even if you're in person, keep listening. Don't change the channel or turn off this podcast or whatever you want to call it. All right. So my first favorite tool, and all these will be in the show notes, is Bamboozle. Bamboozle is like a game show, and it doesn't require your students to have any technology. You can play it on a smart board, a projector, on a Chromebook. You can play it on an iPad. You can display it on a desktop. Or again, virtually, you just share your screen. There are tons of games that you can search for right on the site with a free account. Like, no joke. Like, all you have to do is search, like, main idea, search context clues, search WH questions, search would-you-rather games, 
and you're going to find a plethora amount of games that you can sort through and search and you can click favorites. You can easily find them again and you can just, all you have to do is click play and the students just select a number. And when they select the number, it's like a hidden door that basically reveals the question or prompt or picture or what have you. You can even use this website as a reinforcer. So say you're doing something really, really challenging. At the end, I've done so many times like guess the video game or guess the Disney movie type games. And I found them all right on the site. And all I had to do was click play. So you can split up the students into teams. You can do every man for themselves. And basically, it allows you to click yes or no, and it gives you a little bit of data as well, which makes it kind of fun, and your students won't even realize they are learning. So definitely check out Bamboozle. And I was actually fortunate enough over the summer to have a call with the creator of Bamboozle, and he told me that there are many updates in the works. So stay tuned this fall for different types of games to be released on the site, capabilities to use student devices so they can have some sort of like their own way of entering in the the responses versus you tapping it, you know, yes or no. So there's so many updates coming. So stay tuned for that. But make sure you create your free account on Bamboozle so you can use it with all your students. I'm telling you, your younger ones, your older ones will enjoy it. Okay. Site number two, or tool number two for that matter, is Kahoot. So this one, your students would benefit from having their own devices. So in my school, all my students do have their own Chromebooks. And if you're working virtually, clearly they are on their own device. Kahoot's do allow you to assign games to them. I've never used the assign feature. And there is a capability, say you have just one, your own iPad or one bonus device. They can work collaboratively with that spare device to then respond on the main screen. And again, just like Bamboozle, you can create your own games, which is super easy and doesn't take very long. But again, you can search for any goal possible. And one thing I do like about Kahoot is you can edit the games you find. Where Bamboozle, you have to have the paid version to do the editing. Kahoot allows you to like copy a version for yourself and then edit it. So you can edit the length of time they have to respond. You can alter some of the choices if they are too complicated. I know for a lot of the games that I found, I was reading the task cards to my students and the time ran out before I was even done reading. And we don't want that pressure on our students. Our students, we want to give them the time they need. Another thing feature I liked is afterwards when they give like the score, like who got things right or wrong, you can go back and view question and doesn't move on to the next question until you tell it to. So it allows that teaching point and that teaching aspect. We don't want it to be just the game where it's drill and kill. There needs to be some learning involved because it is speech therapy and not just a game. Okay, so that is Kahoot. Again, the free account gets you tons and tons of games and access. You don't need the paid upgrades. I'm telling you that as a fact. And the other benefit is if your students have their own devices, they're probably using Kahoot more than all the other tools I'm mentioning in the classroom. So they already know how to use it. And one of the other features that Kahoot added in the last maybe five months, six months, is where originally on the student devices, it didn't have the answer choices. It was just like the color boxes, the color rectangles. And they had to flip back and forth. If they were working virtually, they had to go back and forth from the tab that was you sharing your screen and their answer tab. And if you were in person, they had to like look up, look down. It was a lot of like, especially for those students with visual perception issues. So now there's just a toggle when you're setting up the game. Make sure you hit the toggle and then all of a sudden defaults to that version. 
where the students get their answer choices on their device. So recommend that because it makes it so much easier for our students that really struggle with that visual perception and going back and forth, especially with processing time and all that fun stuff. Okay, tool number three, toy theater. Toy theater has so many tools available to it that you can use for a variety of purposes. There are dice on there where you can turn anything into a game. There's like high numbered dice where you can spin it or roll it for that matter for how many articulation targets you are going to have them do. There are different games on there such as Uno, which is really called like four square on there. And there's like a shoots and ladders game called snakes and ladders. And there's a tic-tac-toe. So you can use these as part of the activities. You can pair it with any task card or you can use it as a reinforcer at the end of the session. So many times, like my students were working so hard and there were like four minutes left at the end. Let's play a round of Uno. Now with Toy Theater's Uno is you're playing against the computer. But my, it's which is really good for them to work collaboratively anyway. I'm like, we're working together, no big deal. And really taught them how to take turns and be okay with each other's choices and not yell at them. And it was a lot of teachable moments with that as well. So definitely recommend checking out Toy Theater. It has a ton of teacher tools like spinners and dice and different things for math manipulatives and things like that. But it also has some games that has some digital coloring pages and all that fun stuff. So highly recommend checking out Toy Theater. Tool number four is Storyline Online. It is a website where actors are reading children's books. So it changes it up. One, it gives you access to children's books that you don't necessarily have to have in your therapy room. Two, if you're teaching virtually, it gives your students an ability to listen and read along or just watch. And it brings these storybooks to life. And it's someone else reading it other than you. And of course, these actors make it very animated and fun and exciting. So you can pause wherever you need to go and work on your recall, your WH questions. There's a bunch of like monster or they post like some seasonal type books during those seasons. When it was like election time, there was election type books. And even if they don't even know the actor or actresses, it's still someone else reading the story. So I recommend going to check out Storyline online. Again, whether it's virtually or in person, it gives you access to more storybooks than you would have had. If you, and you don't have to run to the library to do so. And you don't have to touch books that other people have touched. The fifth tool I wanted to share with you guys is Jeopardy Labs. This site, again, is free. There is a paid version, but like a paid upgrade, but don't need to use it. You can create your own Jeopardy games really easily, but you can also search their archive of various games and utilize it. You just find one and click go. You can select how many teams. You can have them working each man for themselves or divide them into teams. And one thing I really like about this website is once they answer verbally, you can click like plus or minus on that team's scoreboard and it knows what question you just hit and the value it was. So it wasn't like you have to input it like the amount, it's just hitting plus or minus and it automatically generates a score. So it's super easy to use. It tells you right on the screen, like hit the space bar to reveal and hit escape to get back to the board is really, really super easy to use. And our students really love competition. Make learning fun. Make these challenging skills in a way that is tapping into their interests, which is games and entertainment. So to recap, the top tools I shared today, Bamboozle, which is like a pick the number reveal kind of game show. Kahoot, where your students will compete against each other on their own devices and select from two to four answer choices. And also you can create your own games or you can search on their site as well. 
toy theater, which has some teacher tools such as dice and spinners, but they also have some games on there such as tic-tac-toe and shoots and ladders. Storyline Online is where celebrities are reading popular or not so popular, but fun and maybe new to you storybooks in a fun and engaging way. And the fifth one was Jeopardy Labs, which is a Jeopardy game, which is super easy to use where you can create your own games or search their archives as well and just click and go. So I hope you found this helpful. Maybe some of these tools you've already heard of before but forgot about and now can bring back into your circulation of therapy tools. You can pair this with something else that you might be utilizing. You can use these in conjunction with something or in isolation. And that's the best part about these tools is you can really adapt it to meet the needs of your students and your therapy style. So I hope you found this helpful, and I hope you let me know which one of these tools you are going to use today to be the best SLP you can be and make a difference with your students. And motivate them to work on these challenging goals that they have. All right. So if you're looking for more digital resources for your older speech students, did you know that I have a ton of boom cards for older students, whether it's working on context clues, main idea, summarizing, inferencing, you name it, I got it for you. So when you get to work or wherever you are, go head to the show notes where you get links to all the sites I mentioned today, but also you'll get a link to access all of the different boom cards that I have in my Teachers Pay Teachers store so that you can plan with ease and confidence and target those tricky concepts that your students are really struggling to grasp. And all my resources, I give you the tools and visuals and scaffolding you need so that you can teach it differently than, it, than it, their students have been taught it before. Okay, so I always end my episodes with a joke. What name do you call a Pokemon? who is having problems moving fast. A slowpoke. You know your students are going to like that one. So make sure you tell them what I'll say it again. What name do you call a Pokemon who is having problems moving fast? A slowpoke. Until next week, everyone, stay out of trouble. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at www.speechtimefun.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you are there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. See you next week with another episode full of fun and inspiration from one SLP to another. Have fun, guys.